0: Good evening and welcome to tonight's shear. It's, uh, Bra- it's Thursday of Parshas Bereishis. Shnaz Haakhil, uh, I'd like to dedicate this uh, shear to um, to the people who need a who are usually regular participants of the shear of Heschel Seifin Rochel and of Usi Yahub Ben Sima. You should both see a ruach speedily. Our first question here is that someone, it was during this past Sukkot. Now, before I go into this whole list of Sukkot questions, you may be asking, what's the value of learning about Sukkot now? And my son participated in a course for Shulkim, and they were advised by one of the Rabbonim that if you have a Shaila. Look it up. If you don't have an uh, answer, do what you do. But then after Shabbos or Yom tov ask the question to someone who's qualified so that next time you may come up again. So possibly these things will come up again and so we will know the halacha. So question number one, having lit Shabbos candles, so you've already been at Kabul Shabbos, and it's and you realize, oops, I didn't bench Lulav this morning. Can you now go and bench Lulav? Or do you say once you've made it Lailo, once you've made it accepted it, it's Nacht, so you can't go back and make it into day again? This is the question. So what we have here is two sources. One is on the lower left of the screen, a quote from the Arocha Shulchan. Sorry, chaim quotes Arocha where he says that if it's on Shminiyat it's already got into Bain so it's after sunset, then you would not be allowed to take the lulav, because the lulav is Muksa. So whilst you may want to say, oh, well, perhaps I can hop around and do Luluv, on the other hand, it would be a violation of Uxa. so He says, no, you don't take the lulav. And this is the Aruch HaShulchan, and to this, the uh, Kavachaim adds the same thing, Shabbos, Friday night in during, uh, during Sukkot would be the same problem, that it, because it's Muqsa, they wouldn't be allowed to pick it up. I just want to clarify something, that in Muksa, we have sometimes you are allowed to move something for a different, for like, like you're allowed to move a hammer, to use it as a paperweight, or to use it as a keepers as a door open, etc., that's called Gufaya So you right, because you so you could improvise with the hammer, and therefore you are allowed to move it That doesn't work for the lulav because you're not allowed to improvise with the lulav. There's nothing you're allowed to do with the lulav, and therefore the lulav is more muksa than a hammer. Again, Shabbos during during um, sukkas, the lulav and esrog is more muksa than a hammer a uh, screwdriver etc You so it wouldn't be allowed to move. So B having said that, that once it's already after sunset, you wouldn't be allowed to misophic pick up the lull of an esrog. What we're now dealing with is that, though that you lit candles, or it could be a man who for whatever reason was Macbul yomtiv earlier on, and now what's the switch is it? no well, perhaps it's still it's still the day rather than night. So I've had a similar question. I've dealt with this in the past with a, uh, someone who does a lot of Ifchoyim, And one of the things which he likes to do, or does, is in this part of the world, a shiva house. It's a place from But people, a lot of people attend a, a shiva house. So he would go to Shiva houses and have the people there to put on tefillin with them. And someone turns to him, well, well that, man, that man's just Davant Mairiv, and now you're putting on tefillin with him. I wonder whether the person did daven Mairiv, he didn't put on tefillin, did he daven Mairiv? But, you know, I don't know these people so well, so it's possible. It could be Daven Mairiv and he hasn't put on tefillin. So can you put on tefillin after you've Davant Mairiv? So here we have on the screen. We've got here from the Alter Revis, Well, first from the Shachnaruch of their of Kara, and then from the Alter Rebbe's This is in Simul Lamed. That if you've davened Ma'iddiv early and you haven't put on tefillin, you shouldn't be putting on tefillin after you've davened Ma'iddiv. This is This is the source of this p'sak. Is from the Truma Sadechen. Yisrael um, just people like to hear a little bit of these in biographical details. He wrote a, it's a Shalos Shuvas, but he wrote the questions himself. He put together 354 questions and answers, the same gematria as the word Deshen, and hence he gave the name Trumas HaTeshen. So he, he in his responsa, he says that once you've already Made it night. You can't switch back and put on your tefillin and make it day. The Alter Rebbe, in the same Sima sorry, in, same, in, same, in Lamed, says that he follow. He first quotes the first opinion. He says, one who forgot to put on tefillin all day and realized after Maariv, and but still early, be still before the nightfall, before before Shkia. So he says, there are those who cannot. Who say you cannot put on tefillin because once you have made it um, nacht. And then I'm not sure why he adds in the brackets. Zman Shchivo, you say Shema. So it's called night. It's a sleeping time, because Shema is said becho. And shall I'm not sure what the the background for that whole bracket is. But he says once you've made it night, how can you put on fill and make call it day again? So it's it's contradictory. But then the last line, the Alter Rebbe adds v'yeshmish shechoy now, those who disagree with the Trumas Hadeshen, and they say, even though you personally have made it night Lilo, that means that you have, that's your own behavior, that hasn't changed it into Lila objectively, and then you can still and you should still put on tefillin. In the Kuntras akhran the Alter gives a reference there to the Shach, in Simen Kuf Tzadik Vob, who deals with a hef sektara If a person has started Shabbos earlier, doing a hef sektara afterwards, so normally, I would do before, but if it was afterwards, you can still do it, because in other words, although you have, cosmetically, should we call it, called it Lila, but it doesn't change it objectively. It is still yoim, it's still day, and you can do the mitzvahs, which are associated with the day. Um, I have sources and I've, I've written about this in the Sivim Beste addressing this point of uh, this hashal with the Tefillin about not saying a Because once you've made it Lila, okay, Trumas HaDesha says it's, it, you cannot. So I guess for, because of that, because we have a bit of a suffix. So, that, so coming back to the Luluh, you've been Kabbal Shabbos, or you've been Kabbal Shemini Atzeres. And you haven't benched luluf so do bench but don't make a brocha and the reason being that according to some uh, once you've made it nacht you can't remember uh, make it back into day again so it shouldn't be t- too cool i don't sure, sure how you read it i think it's so she says like two voices one minute you said mighty and now you're coming back and saying brocha uh, which is Saying it's Yom, and those voices shouldn't be there. So, so you do the mitzvah, but we don't, we don't say a bracha. Let's go on to the next question. Interesting question. Someone came over to me one day during Chol in shul, and he says it was we were up to Musaf or around there, or perhaps even afterwards. He says he just realized. He rushed out of the house. Now, when the Chabad is to bed in the morning in at home in your sukkah at home. And then um, and then to come to Shul and you 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 use a Lulu for a Halal and for an uh, for So he had rushed out of the house with his in the in the box, but then he used it for halal and a shyness, and then he realized, oops, I didn't I didn't make a brocha. So can he make a brocha now? This is his question. So here we have in Tofrish Nun Aleph, uh, is the simon which talks about the putting the lulav together and the broch on the luluv unfortunately the second part of that simon uh, is not extant in the algebra so this part of the shukhanaruch is not we don't have the altar Rebbe's position about this so what you have here the mr in simon Sif cotton says if you forgot to make a brocha before picking up the lulav and asur, you can still they say the bracha later, because so long as you're still going to sway it, you pick up the lulav. So we know everyone has we know we are familiar. We try to avoid this question about um, and brocha has to be over before the mitzvah. So once you've picked up the esrog, you've done the mitzvah. That's why people hold the esrog upside down. In chabad, we hold the lulav and we say the bracha whilst the esrog is on the table. And then we make, pick up the asterisk to avoid this question of overla We should If you've already picked up the asterisk, you haven't swayed it in various directions, then you can still make the bracha. There are those who say that if you here you've got it lower down, you've got the nanuim ad halo, that's still also considered part of the mitzvah. They are that uh, you can still say a bracha if you haven't done nanuim ad halom. Mikuriyakav, the v'yakiv the etlinger. He, was, he wants to say even the, and the um, swaying the lulav at Hoshanus is also part of the mitzvah. So there are those who say that even though you've already picked up the lulav and the essag, you've already fulfilled the mitzvah, but still there's still extensions of the mitzvah, which you haven't done yet, you can still make a bracha. Huh? Um, but once the person has done everything, ready. Done, gone through halal and done and gone through Hashanah. So the mitzvah, so he's done the mitzvahs of all So then, and he didn't make a bracha, you can't go back and make a bracha because you've completed the mitzvah. Bracha is a non Um I, I once had a case, I was by a pity in Haben, and the father, standing next to the coin, he put the coins, coins in the Kohen's hand, and then obviously he hasn't said a bracha yet. Can you take the money back and put it back in the coin's hands? You know that that was that's that, the same same problem. That once the mitzvah is completed, you can't go back and say a bracha. That's the uh, that's the, that's how the Rambam holds. Are those who disagree? Uh, there's a Oyzeruah who says you can make a bracha after for, after the act. Oyzeruah and Simen Um but uh, the channel of the psach, which I see from the altar, etc., is like the rambam that a has to be oivalasios, and once the act of the mitzvah has been done, you can't now say a brocha. Right, let's now move on to a question which came up a couple of years ago, but it came up again now. When making Kiddush on what's called Hamar Medina, the local equivalent of wine. Let's say you're making kiddush on on a beer or or vodka or uh, whiskey or a cup of coffee. Um, I've mentioned this before. There, uh, there was I, I think it was Rabbi Zirkin Allah of who was sent to Vietnam or Korea somewhere in the 1950s, approximately, and. They never told him that he should make Havdollah on a cup of coffee. So, coffee is also called the Hamar Medina. Fine. So, the question here is do you say Leshe basuka at Kiddush or at Hamaitzi? So, let's explain the question. In the way it appears in Shukhanaruch, is at night you'd say Leshe basuka with the Brocha right after Kiddush but by day you'd say lishivasukah on the uh, on the bridge however minikhabad is that we say the brokh lishivasukah together with the broch of the wine by kiddish by the kiddish of daytime too now the question is okay so kiddish by day you're making lishivasukah At Kiddush, is that because of the wine, or is it because of the privilege of Kiddush? What's what's the what's the uh, factor here? So here you have in front of you two rishimis of the Rebbe. One is from the year Tovrei Sadik Aleph, which would be nineteen thirty, and the second one, the lower one, is from Sadik Gimel, which is nineteen thirty-two. So in 1930, Tadik Aleph, the Rebbe writes, I made half dollar on wine. And Tzivani, my father in law, the Feirik Rebbe, told me to say Leishva at half dollar. In the bracket, he adds, but there was also, when we made Leishva at half dollar, there was the intention to presently eat Sudas, the, the evening meal in the Sukkah. Therefore, it wasn't only for the half dollar, it was also and Antis- in a participation of the evening meal in the sukkah. I'm going to go to the lower quote from Tosh Sadiq Gimel, I made in the sukkah, says, writes there. But, and I asked, what about saying Lishva sukkah? Which I'm curious why he asked a second time. Because if we have already been told in Sadiq Aleph that you'd make a sukkah, why he asked again? At any rate, I made in the sukkah, and I asked the yes, to say Barucho or not. To which he answered, in reference to Kiddush saying, we heard explicitly from this father, from the Rebbe Rashab, to say at Kiddush. First time it was in year Reish Nuntes, the second day of Sukkot, said by Sukkah, and he has something which I not fully understand what he's talking about. Well, he referred to something which happened then. I don't know. Yes, he gives me given. I'm not sure. I'll then he says, "But I'll have dola." Friederkeber says, "Since you're making a dollar on wine, and Harin and we're going to eat the meal subsequently, um, food which is so, And he replies, Therefore, you should say, to keep it quiet. Interesting. So you have here making a at half dollar is not so glad. It's in combination to the fact that you're going to eat supper of lava malka presently. And even that, he seems to be saying, don't make a pierce soup. Okay, that's interesting. Because in, until the Rishimas came out, this was not in Milahogi Chabad. Look you know, at Sefer for there is no mention of saying, at possibly because of the Aval Vachashoy. Now, coming back to the uh, first uh, quote. So now he writes, in the year uh, in Atvotsk, in the year Tzadik Zion, this is in 1936. This time he made dollar on beer, and the Rebbe told me not to say leshivasuk. So, meanwhile, what we're seeing is dollar, even though you're going to have a meal soon, but not to say leshivasuk unless it's wine, and there's also there's a meal coming up. By contrast, with the kiddush. He just says what well, you make him have delicious. So Kiddush does not differentiate whether it's wine or not. And if you're going to ask what's the difference between a Kiddush and Havdalah, the answer is very simple: that Havdalah does not necessitate a meal thereafter; it's a standalone. Kiddush is has to be more Molkem Suda is associated with a meal, and therefore the following of the meal is kind of. Uh, intrinsic to to kiddush, and therefore leshavasuke, it's kind of leading into the meal, and therefore you'd make leshavasuke at kiddush even if it is I am um, I believe even if it is uh, Hamar medina. Last week we had a discussion about about whether to make Leshavasukha for the other members of the family. Should they make Leshavasukha separately later? And a lot of people come back to me and said, indeed, that's what they've been doing in their families, that the women or other uh, members of the family who are not making Kiddush will make their own Leshava So I'm I'm happy to accept that as your personal family menhug. I wouldn't label it as the Chabad menhug. and what, what I'm hearing, though, is from families of Tamida Chachomim that they would make a point that if the women are making relationships of sukka, sukkah, one woman writes to me that, um, she's saying, going back 50, 60 years ago, that they, the sukkahs used to be much smaller. People couldn't necessarily, um, people lived in smaller dwellings and didn't have the big sukkahs. And it was very rare for women to join the men in the sukkah just as it is. and so what the women would typically be coming into the sukkah uh and they would want to at least then make a brother they want to have the privilege of making the bracha, but then they would make a point of dafka sitting down and having a sheer and the shia, as i mentioned last week is a bit more than the volume of the of, of an egg and then they would go back into the house all right let's go on so just to summarize that i, I believe that if, even if you're making Kiddush not on wine, but on mahamar Medino, you'd also say Lesheh Basukah, at Kiddush, because Kiddush itself is kind of lending itself to a kviz, because it, it is connected to the meal which follows on. Let's move on. Okay, so um, I'd written an article in the local Jewish Tribune, and one of the readers sent me the question, I was explaining the difference between we're talking about um, and when you have a particular we're talking about a case of a person in a very a very narrow balcony just about the size for a sukkah but then you had a jutting out gutter so there's this balcony which let's say is eight tvochim wide but there's a gutter which is jutting out six sorry jutting out two tvochim three tvochim so it is the sukkah kosher so the, the answer is the sukkah is kosher, and according to most poskim, you're allowed to even sit under the gutter. So now he's asking, okay, so if I've got a protrusion from the wall of three tvochim, on the side of the of the sukkah, I'm allowed to sit under it. If I have a protrusion which is three amas, so we have it, what we call it the concept of dofina but we say you're not allowed to sit under it, you can't, you are it's a sukkah if you sit under the dofina he's asking, what about the first three t'fochim? If three him of the gutter I, I, you, you get away with, you can sit under it, what about the first three him of, of a larger stretch? Do you have the same concession? And obviously we've never heard of such a thing. And so what's the reason? Why, why, why is there a concession for three him of a gutter and not the first three him of a larger uh, extension? The answer is very simple. And you can see here the loss of the Shulchan, um, which says, what's the word of less than three tfokhim? It's because it's not khoshev. Because it's not khoshev, it's negligible. But once it's a larger stretch, so then it does become mokim khoshev, and therefore the entire stretch, even the first tefach of that stretch, is considered not sukkah. So again, if it's just a couple of tfokhim, because it's so minimal, we are—it's negligible. But once it's part of a larger um, stretch, so then it's a makom uh which isn't sukkah, and you're not allowed to sit under it uh, to to be mukaymets sukkah. Okay, here's another very interesting question someone asked me: uh, sukkah. Uh, let's say you've got two sukkahs, one on the. Upper floor and one of the lower floor um, balconies. And I've mentioned this before, these mats are uh, very, um, very good for picking up wind. And so the wind picked up the mat from Reuven's upstairs sukkah and lifted it and it landed squarely on Shimon's sukkah on the lower floor. So now Shimon's sukkah is covered with schach, which was heaven sent. Um, now, we're not dealing with an argument between Ravim and Shimon, but Shimon's Sukkah has now been covered with shakh, which was not placed there, the shame It wasn't placed there for a re- it, it wasn't placed there manually. It was placed there automatically. And every young boy who's learned the Mishnah knows that if you've uh, carved out a niche in a haystack that is not a valid sukkah because the coverage wasn't placed there, shame Sukkah, and we've got many halochas that the coverage of the sukkah has to be placed shame sale. I want to show you the following quote from the Alter Rebbe. Uh, let's read inside the Tofresh Chavov Sif Aleph. You only yoytzu with a sukkah she'asuyo suyo elu sail. The sukkah has to be made exclusively for shade. Bilvad, over sukkahs, I read that there's a sikh of the Rebbe uh, in Parsha's Emor in Tofshin, in Chelek Lamed Base discusses this at length, the difference. Al the Rebbe adds some words here, which are not in the earlier sources. The emphasis has to be for shade. Dugmas anane yakovit. If the sukkah is made, also for permanent dwelling, not just for shade. If the Sukhi is made, sorry, that's khach. If it's made for it's made for, if the word is privacy, storage, other uses, other than shade. Or if the Sukhi is made to protect from zerem or motor, if it's made to protect from rain. Kol she'eina asuyu bilvad, if the sukkah was not just for shade, it's not valid because it's not a sukkah. Sukkah is just for shade. And I was very surprised to realize that for years, I've been thinking that, you know, we, we it's Milchabad to put lots of sukkah. And here you have a quote from Reb Zalman Duchman's book, Rabbi Isaac Hommel, um, and he was piling up the schach more and more and people asked him but you have to be able to see the stars so he says when he was in Lyozhna, he saw the altar saying nor gydighte, nor gydighte, put a more schach thicker and thicker and the story also is that they asked him what about the stars so you focus, uh, put a, poke a stick through the schach and you see the stars so for years I've been thinking that the reason why the indulgence in this excess amount of schach was because in the freezing cold it would protect the sukkah from being freezing. But now I'm re- realising if that was the motive, that is actually raising a, ques- a question on the validity of the sukkah. The sukkah must be just for shade, not for any other purpose. If it's there for another form of protection, as you see here, if it's for privacy, if it's for um protection from rain etc it's not valid so there are in the dirshu edition although you know pick up on this slosh on the altar very strong emphasis that the sukkah has to be just for shade um so i don't know so coming back meanwhile why does the altar say to put up so much schach? and i don't know i don't know the answer to that um So, so let's k- finish off this point, let's come back. So this question of the schach, which was airborne and landed on Shimon Sukkah, it wasn't placed there in the Shem cell. It wasn't placed for a shade. In Simon Rish, Lamed Base, I think, Sukkah's Ganvach. If a goi built a Sukkah out in the countryside for a shade, that's kosher. But if it wasn't built the shame Shade, then it's not kosher. So, this is the question you now got shim and sukkah, which has been covered with a double layer, the upper layer being made not the shame shade. Is that sukkah kosher? So, this question was put to Ravosna Zechel, um, and this is Hedik Yud, Simon Kuf, I believe, and he concludes that the sukkah is kosher. Uh, because the schach intrinsically is kosher schach. But he adds another very important point, which I saw him quoted without this important point. People quote things from Sforim, and they think they're doing us a favor by making it brief. Very important detail, he adds, that the atachtoin is the ruiv. And therefore, there's a majority between the two layers of schach, he's, he's, he's assuming, or he's, he's, he knows that that case, that the airborne schach is the minority and the, the lower layer is the majority. So, all right, on that basis, he says it's okay. And again, he says, only if there's nothing you can do to rectify it, then okay. Which I would say that if you could get, even on Shabbos, if you get onto the roof, of the, onto the schach, and shove off the extra layer, ayad, call it muksas so and move it I'd say you should do that because it is presenting a problem. He's saying you can ignore it because it's a minority. But otherwise, he does have a problem with it. Um, I've said this about this people misquoting things in reference to, someone has just sent me a chat, that the Mfrile that the Nite Gavriel, Brings that the meat that the, the Friedrich Kareba said to make Lesher Vasukha on Havdollah at Havdollah because it's called a Kvias. No mention about eating afterwards. That's one having to have to have in mind that he's going to eat after Havdollah. My Mechutin always has resonance on the table for after Havdollah. Well, I think your is right. Um, I myself, I must say, I must admit, I wasn't sensitive to this, but you look at the, the source again. This Havdola in the sukkah is not mentioned in the Sefa Minogium, it's in the, the Rishimis, which were, as we know, the Rebbe's diaries, which he wrote for himself, and in both of the places where it does say about uh, making um, Leishabha sukkah Havdola, it adds that there is the intention to eat um, shortly, well, it doesn't say how long, but even if it's a couple of hours, up to a couple of hours after Havdola, so that's, that's part of the justification for saying leshiva sukkah at Havdalah, But if, let's say if you are in one sukkah for, av, let's say you're making Havdalah in the sukkah at the shul, and then you're gonna go home, then I guess you wouldn't say leshiva sukkah even though you make making dollar on wine. So by cutting out that detail, actually, uh, you missed something important. So thank you for pointing that out. Okay, let's move on. Um, right. So, no, we live and learn. And so, for years, I've been saying that I have a problem with black and arovas. And I think I mentioned last week that I picked up a safer and learned that they are kosher. Okay. And black is a problem only for an eserig, but the other minim, if they're discolored, it doesn't matter. So, someone heard this year and kindly sent me the following quote from the Radvaz. Sure. So you came to death. Yes. Someone hasn't muted themselves. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Problem solved. Can you hear me? Yeah, good. So now the Radvaz, Rabdavid bin Zamro, who um, was around the time of Reb Yosef Karo, perhaps a generation earlier. Um, so he is a, both a halachist and a Mukubal. He has a sefer on the mitzvahs called Mitzudas Dovid Tameha Mitzvahs. In Simon Kufyut Ches or Mitzvah Kufyut Ches, he explores the Dalad Minim with their significance al pi uh, Um, and then he says that they have the Arovo is being the least of the Dalad Minim and the very lowly, and it's got to do with I don't know whether he used the word Sitra Achra, but he really, he really he really beats the, or, you know, really smashes the Arova down. And he says, that's the reason why we beat the Arova. And to weaken the power of the, et cetera, etc. It says, beat it, beat it, don't make a brocha. Then he adds, called <laughs> Shiva. I have a custom not to change my Arabas for the whole week. The On the contrary, if it's shriveled, it's better. And for this reason, I'm particular that the Arabas should not stick out above the hadas, because the idea is to, din, to sweeten the Arabas' dinim, and we want to have the hadas, which is chesed, to sweeten the dinim, which is the araba. And he quotes then apostle so, whilst we've been worried about blackened Arovas, the, the Radvaz actually doesn't talk about, he's talking about shriveled. And he actually seems to uh, say, well, if their Arovas are shriveled, so be it. He's uh, quite happy with that. The Shukhanaruch, here we have it of Rishnam against again, it's not the Alt-Rebbe. There are more rights, it's customary to have every day of Chalamoyed a new arava, and that's a Hidur Mitzvah. In Seif HaMenhogim, we have B'meshech amayed. we switch the Hadassim and the aravas. some of them or all of them or some of them. In the footnote, in the Seif HaMenhogim, he refers us to the of here, Tafresh Nun Covering the cord. And um, it tells us to, it tells us to look up in the Tofresh Dalad. Some disagree, they're not so happy about switching the Arova every day. People stick, stick them into the bunch and they rip off the leaves. But be that as it may, the idea of switching the Arovas is something which we do go for. And I'm saying this now, and I hope people will remember by next year. I saw on Hashanah Rabe, several people with their Lulovim and the Hairovas looked very sorry. <laughs> they looked quite shriveled. And in looking at and you'll see that we are particular, especially for our Aba Hishana that the Arovas should look fresh. And Hashem, the Arovas are available all over. The Arovas we are particular, the Arovas should look fresh. And so you see, contrary to the um to the uh, 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 Radvas, he has his view. But certainly the Ramod does not follow that. Aminah Chambad does not follow that. We do make a point of the Arovis also being fresh. As I mentioned last time, sometimes people have got these Arovis and most of the leaves are gone, which is possible. You can't make a broch on it. It has to be the roiv of the leaves or the top three Tvokim have to be there. If most of the leaves are gone, um, the eye, you remember, one leaf or one twig, that's what about Hoshanus. All echel is good. For arovis, for the mitzvah of arovis to make a broche, it has to be roiv of the top three tvochim have to be there. All right, so um, so thank you, I mean, I thank the person for this, her aura from the radvaz. still remain that we should make sure that we have good conditioned arovis. Um One more thing I'd like to say. Um, I once wrote a whole article about um, about Dovid HaMelech. And the Gemara Shuk talks about Dovid HaMelech by the time they were digging out the uh, shisin, the, 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 um, the holes down deep in the ground by the Mizbeach. And there's a piece of earthenware. And he comes down to a phenomenal depth. And there's a piece of earthenware and says, and these earthenware, this khara says, don't pick me up. If you do, you'll cause the world to flood. And Dovid HaMelech, as they say in Yiddish, he lifts up the piece of uh, of Cheres, of and it starts flooding. And then it starts flooding and then is worried that the world is going to start being flooded over. And Achitofel is uh, overlooking the proceedings and he's hoping that David will get drowned and then he will become Melech instead. Um, he was the grandfather of uh, Shloimeh HaMelech, by the way. And David says, whoever knows how to stop this and will uh, not tell us how to stop the flood, he should be Nidui. And he is um, intimidated by that. And he says that you should take If you could take Hashem's name and erase it in order to bring harmony between husband and wife, in the case of a sota, So, too, you should use Hashem's name to bring um, to, to quell the, uh, the flooding. And my question was, why did David Melch no, come on, you know, why did he have to lift up that thing? It says, don't do it. And basically the answer, which I, I thought, uh, saw, whatever, is that he wanted to, he's building a Beis HaMikdosh. He wants the Beis HaMikdosh to be able to atone even for the lowest element. And that's what this Cheres is saying. If you do this, it's going to be, it's going to be the end of the world, so to speak. And Dominion Melch wants to show that even if a person has done a sin, which is the end of the world kind of, area, still he can get atonement. And um, these are the Arovas, let's say the Arovas, yeah. But Hashem is called Soilul and of Arovas. Hashem rides on the Arovas, which the Radvaz also quotes this. Hashem rides on the Arovas. So there are these Pashtayidin, and they may not know what they're doing properly, but they are they are very precious to Hashem. So instead of the attitude of the Radvaz who's saying, um, let them be shriveled. Now, actually, we have a special uh, chibo, and and, uh, we want the Arovas, actually, to be in good condition. I want to just finish off this point. There is an old Jewish joke book, which somehow achieved the status of a sefer. And he says, uh, a quote, why do you beat the Arova on Hashanah Rabah? He's been in such good company. For a whole week, he's been together with the Esrug, and the Luluv and the hadas, And he remained the same, the same garnished. So he deserved to get off your pitch. That's why you beat the Arov. As so I'm saying, I remember that it's not a holy safe, it's a joke book. To which I respond is, you can only take that attitude, yes or no, only if you're then going to pick up that Arova and put it on top of your Arnakaydish. If you are ready to chastise, but you're also ready to invest energy. To, to, to propel that person who you are criticizing and, and, and uh, knocking down. If you're going to pick them up to put them on the top of Kiddush, okay, I can understand. But just to start beating without being ready to pick up, I don't think you're justified. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so here's a very interesting question. A woman's listening to Kiddush, and she's not eating in the sukkah. Not enough space in the sukkah. man makes kiddush and he makes the brochalesh of sukkah. And she's now answering, Omen, is that Omen a heftsick because she doesn't need the brochalesh of sukkah. So I saw, and this is from Sefer and Shabbos Gilchoss has got a lot of discussion about this. Some say that it is a problem as a heftsick because she can drink the wine. I have a simple answer let her make a broch on the wine herself. Finished. But fine. Others say that if she does want to sit in the sukkah, so then it's not a hefsu. Um, then there are, then he has, but then it is from Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who says that if you're listening to Kiddush, even though you don't need that bracha of Leishavah Sukkah, and the case also about Shekhyanu, the woman said a Shekhyanu by Lichtzenen, she doesn't need the Shekhyanu, but you are listening to Kiddush, and for the person making Kiddush, those brachas are important. And you can answer Omen in any case. So, um, so even if a woman is sitting in, not sitting in the sukkah, she can still answer Amen for leshev for Leishiv um, And Certainly, if she is sitting in the sukkah, she can answer Omen on the uh, leshev Asukah and Yotze that. If she wishes, if she wants, as I said a minute ago, she can avoid this shaila of being Yotze and the Hagorfen, she make her own broch, a And then there's no question of Hefzik in any case. Right. Um, let's move on. So, one of our listeners asked. So, this, that's number seven. Wait a minute. That so was number six. Number seven. Oh, well, that's about the blackened and of us. So, I, I know what you've got in your sheet. I've added another question here. So the numbers may be slightly different. Okay, now we have here, one of our listeners asked about what's so special about the mm-hmm. isn't the posture before that that um, Hashem provides food for all of us. Isn't that the same as why are we making such a fuss about the pasuk poiseach esyodecho. So, all right. So the first is in the Gemara Baruchas, You can see on the left of the screen. Says Reb in the name of Rebbe Avino. Whoever says Tehillah leDavid three times a day, he is assured that he is a ben oilam habo. Why is that? If it's because it's got the aleph base. So what about Ashley to be medorach It's got aleph base times 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 eight. is even. And the answer is because it has But then if it's a but then halalagodl capital it also has So what's the difference? Why Dafka? What's why it's so special about Ashra? The answer is because it's got both. It's got the whole Aleph base and it's got All right, so what's so special about the Persiachis? You noticed I've emphasized the final letters of the three words, and they are the word which means a slice. Um, the Mem is not missing in the it's the Nun is missing in Ashray. The Gordon discusses that. Um, so what's this slice? Which see, and you see this, this is also is also is also the Rasha Tavis and that relates to what we say The word means a portion, I explained to the Talmidim, Talmidois, that the life and Parnosa is not a smorgasbord, it's not a buffet. A buffet, you can go over with a dish and take as much as you want. Parnosa and Bon Nechai is all a package. You go on the plane, they bring you a package. This is your package of food. Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah Kippur, sells, it designates a package for each one of us. That's the Khatakham. We're asking that it should be a should be a good a good portion. So that's, that's now, here you have on the, uh, the screen, we've got here from the Ben Chai who wrote a sefer on the Agadita, the Gemara, and he talks about this piece of Gemara. And he says, all right, Pesech's Yodecha has got the Shem of Parnosa, which is Khatakh. It also has, um, in addition to Pesech's Yodecha, which has they write sofer tevas khatakh but also the word umasbia so shin is 300 mem is 50 that's 350 ayin is um 70 That brings us to 420 and then Vov and base is 8 428 so tof chof, Ches. so umasbia is also the same as Chatar. So we have in the pasuk, we've got the remez to chatach twice, um, and he says also in the words lechem luchol Now you look at the Gemara over here, So you have sin is a tof in the middle, "lechem" is a ches in the middle, and "luchol." Is a chof in the middle, so you got the, the remes for this this group of letters. Chatach is also nois lechem lechem So he's giving us a deeper understand. Uh, well, uh, on the remes level in the Gemara, why don't we? What's why? Why not nois lechem chobosur? You want to have a remes for chatach well, the lechem You also have a remes to the word to the to the letters of chatach which he answers, which is not 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 pshutay of the Gemara. He says, is betarti, that in pesaches yodecho Masbia, uh, you've got chatach twice, whereas in leis lechem chalbos you only have it once." So that's how he learns pshat in the Gemara uh, of uh, this um, the, the, the the advantage of leis lechem chalbos of sorry of of pesaches yodecho over uh, um, over leis lechem chalbos. So it's got the remes to chatach twice. Fine. Um, before we leave this point, the Rosh HaTobah is Pei Alof Yud, which is 91, which I think is um, 65 and 26, does that make sense? 65 and 26, so it's 80, yeah, 5 and, yeah, so 91. 80, is 91. So um, Ome, so it's also Ome, um, it's also the same Gematria, um, which is a, the two shamans of Havaya and Adni. So you have that also in the Pesach Hesiodekho. But I, what I'm seeing now though, the in the Alter Siddha, which I'm sorry I didn't put on the screen, the words Pesach Hesiodekho have got inverted segals. There's six inverted segals, three on the beginning of the three words, and three on the end of the three words. There is no emphasis on the umaspia, whereas here the the Bereshchah is showing the Remes also in the word of Masbiyah, which is not alluded. So in other words, in the Alter Rebbe Siddur, much as he tried to avoid any Kabbalistic um, stuff, but there are a few places here and there which have got little Remozim, and Peseche Siodeche is one of those which has got the remes to um, the Rosh Atevas and the and Khatakh. Okay, um, someone called me today and asked me to address in this year, so I'm going to close this. Um, I've got two two points left, which I want to address. One is that I mentioned before about the, the feedback about women eating in the sukkah, how it used to be back in the day. Also last week, I mentioned about if the pitam fell off the yasrig, and it's not so posh that it's possible. There they are there are circumstances where you'd be we're allowed to make a brocha. So this woman tells me that one year, the pitum fell off the rebbe's asterisk, uh, which was being used by the, by, uh, the uh, Kehillah, one after the other, and um, immediately they brought the rebbe's Esteric instead, and they continued with the rebbe's asterisk. I want to just say what I remember hearing about this, that whoever it was went into the rebbe, and who it was an elderly person who had dropped the Esteric. And, he, and the person came in to the Rebbe, whoever was Rabbi Harlik, whoever, and said so the asterisk became possible. And so on, and the Rebbe said, I don't want to hear who it was. Don't tell me who it was. The Rebbe stopped him from saying who was the man who dropped it, wasn't interested. He didn't want the person to feel, uh, you know, uncomfortable. And they brought, brought in another asterisk. So, of course, uh, we. if you're using asterisk with a pitum, you want to have the pitum there. Um, if you didn't have another ester and, well, Whatever, yeah, they had another acid which is of poor quality, and this estric has no pitum, then there's room to make a brocha on it, even as I mentioned. Not Finally, since we're finishing off with about esteric, and that is someone asked me what to do with an esteric from Ertesro. Many of us have used esteric from Calabria, but there are those who do have esteric from Ertesro. What are you meant to do with the esteric? Because it does have kedushas HaShviz. It's if it was picked from the Esri tree before Rosh Hashanah, it has a status of Shemitah and you have to treat it with kedushas HaShviz. So what are you meant to do with the esther? Now, you may have heard of some people sending them back. I don't know whether there is a uh, established service on sending throwing back to Israel. I haven't heard of such a service. Really, though, that seems to be a an extra hidr there is a din of what i want to do spell out is es- that as that schmidt of produce is to be eaten not to be wasted not to be ruined so to take an esri, which is edible and to put it in the garbage is not allowed if it's Esrik from schmitter what i do see is that you should it's recommended that you take the asterisk and make it into a edible, into a jam or something, uh, make it edible, and it should be eaten before Chaydev Shvat. There is a concept called Zman Habir, the fruit of Shmita. Once that, that, uh, um, that fruit is no longer available in the wild, we are not allowed to retain it in our private possession. So if it's no longer available in the wild, then you shouldn't be holding it on at home. That time when that particular product, that produce, is not available in the wild, that's called Zman Habir. And what I've got here in front of me, um here, safer called She which was picked up, so had it and that's what he's advising here that before which is, is apparently the bio and Esroegim are no longer available in the wild, which I don't, don't really understand, because they uh, officially they stay in the tree for the whole time, but that's what they're saying. So it, sh- it you should make it into a food and, and eat it. Um, if you're doing that, whatever you're not going to eat, peels or whatever, which you're not going to eat, um, they should be kept in a bag until they go moldy, and once they've gone moldy, then you're allowed to discard them. So again, um, you can take the, you can perhaps recommend it to make the estrog into a food uh, and eat it before schwart, and whatever parts are um, not going to be eaten like peels, et cetera, be kept until they go uh, become in, inedible. At that point, you are allowed to dispose of them, and then as you normally dispose of uh, you know, waste. All right, that's what I can suggest for you to, for, to now, for now. And uh, I wish you all good evening. Um, again. Let me just... Uh, yeah, yes, Dov, yeah. Um, I asked this question about the sending it back. All the people who sell the estrogium from Israel have said yeah. that they will take it back after sukkahs and they send it back. It's oh, there. wonderful. Oh, thank you for that. So, all right, so now we know that you can, can send it back. And I guess there's going to be a big industry of making estrogium as well from all of this estrogium. Wonderful, and they have to be eaten before Shabbat. Um, right. I just want to just say that next week we'll Mezuzah have, have the same time, but the following week already after the time change, we'll switch to the Motza Shabbos slot, and I'm thinking of doing it earlier in the evening, rather than waiting till 8:30. I'd like to do it more like 7:30 p.m., which will then allow. Um, the later part of the evening for uh, to participate in Malava Malkus etc it's Shnas barhashem Baruch Hashem this year has developed because of COVID but as one of our guests over Yomtiv explained hakil is the is the answer to, to COVID COVID means everyone's isolated and insulated in their own homes and hakil is where people get together so verse Hashem like to um Make it that we can be have this year and still be able to participate in communal events for Mots and Shabbos. So I wish I got a Shabbos and uh, find a fine Shabbos Bereshis. and. Uh,